some encouragement? Come on. There, sometimes there, there are people who they're consumed with, with their issues to the degree they can't minister to someone else. He says, know that your brothers throughout the world are un undergoing the same kind of sufferings. He's not saying have a pity party, but don't act like you by yourself. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have, here it is, suffered for a little while. See, some of us prolong our suffering by this. The same way your faith can speak is the same way you can speak your troubles into existence and prolong them. He says, after you have suffered a little while, a little while, sometimes we make mountains out of molehills, stuff that happened 20 years ago, we still holding on to it. They forgot my birthday. They never sent me a card. I can't believe that. All the stuff I did for them, a birthday card? Really? <laughs> After you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast? But you got you to gotta take up faith. You got to take up faith. Here's another one, how we become delusional. Um, what the shield of faith doesn't do, let me help you to understand this, is that the shield of faith, it doesn't do this. He says, for our light and momentary troubles, light and our, our, our light afflictions, our momentary afflictions, stuff that should be dealt with for the moment, you keep bringing it up. That's yesterday's news. Stop bringing it up. He says, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. We walk by faith and not by sight. Here's another one. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of what? Many kinds. Anybody got some many kind trials? <laughs> I know what those look like. They, the many kinds. It, the car done broke down. The, 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 the water heater done busted. And the roof is leaking. And the kids... Uh, the school calling because the kids act like they done lost their mind. And it, some, some, some many kinds troubles. Somebody know what many kinds are. He says, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Because you know that the testing of your faith de de develops perseverance. Oh, that, I said that two times. Wow. Here, here it is again. 2 Corinthians 4, 17, 18. You see how many different people he had to say this to? Paul repeated this. For our light and momentary troubles for, are achieving for us an eternal glory. We got some more. Acts 27. Paul, Paul, who's written uh, three quarters of the New Testament. If anybody can see heaven, 
Paul could see heaven. He could see the glory of God. But Paul had some trouble. Jesus even said, in this life you'll have trouble, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Paul, Paul was on a journey as a prisoner headed to Rome. And as he boarded the ship, he told the captain of the ship, now is not a good time to sail these waters. Because if you sail these waters at this time, we're in storm season. Anybody ever felt like they've been in storm season? And he told them, now is not the time. And there are some people have told you, no, now ain't the time to go out there. Now is not the time to go forth. And you went anyhow and you encountered a storm. Here's, here's Paul's response to them when the storm had came and the boat began to break apart. The ship began to break apart. They began to, to hoist ropes all around it trying to keep everything all together. And have you ever tried to keep everything all together? It just seemed like it more and more it began to fall apart. So they, they're trying to tie the ship together to keep it from falling apart. Not only that, they begin to jettison some cargo. They had to throw some things overboard. They had to let go of some things in, in the ship. See, sometimes you're trying to hold some stuff together that you need to be letting go. They had to jettison some things. Let it go. Let him go. Let her go. Let that pain go. They're trying to hold it together and keep it off. They said, no, it's time to, to let some stuff go. Now, mind you, the cargo is how they made their money. They had to throw the stuff overboard where which they made their money. And some of us trying to hold on to our money more than we are our faith. So here, here's, here's what Paul does at this time. After the men had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, Men, you should have taken my advice not to sail from Crete. We hate when somebody comes to us like that. <laughs> then you would have spared yourselves the damage and loss. Watch this. But now I urge you to keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. There are some things you're going to lose. But God can give you double for your trouble. God can restore all the things that the locust and the canker worm have stolen from you. Anybody believe that God can restore some things? It's not over yet. It's not done yet. He can give me more. Last night, an angel of the, of the God whose I am, he made it personal. Last night, the angel of the God whose I am. Do, is there anybody who take that type of claim about their faith? Remember, David said to this, this giant of a Philistine, nine feet tall, he says, you defy the armies of the living God? Absolutely not. He says, he's my God. You got to know whose you are. He says, the angel came to me and, and whom I serve. See, we okay with talking about we, we're children of God, but do you serve him? That, that becomes your shield of faith. 
It's through your service. And whom I serve stood beside me. What did he say? And said, do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar. And God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God. Trouble all around, but I have faith in God. Ship falling apart, but I have faith in God. Got to throw over some things I want to hold on to, but I have faith in God. By faith in God, that it will happen just as he told me. That's some good news, y'all. Y'all, that's shouting territory. I, I need a good amen right about there. Hey, yeah, 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 that's good news there. Here's what faith does. Here's some facts. Now, we done told you some myths that people believe, but here's some facts about faith. Faith, number one, saves. Faith saves. It is by faith, it is by grace through faith that you have, have been saved. Through faith and this not from yourselves, it is a gift from God, not by your works so that no one can boast. In other words, don't be self-righteous. It ain't about anything you've done. He said put on the, 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 the breastplate of righteousness and some people have put on the breastplate of self-righteousness. Faith stabilizes. Faith stabilizes. We're in class right now, y'all. Here we go. Faith stabilizes. Psalm 125 and 1. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion. You know Mount Zion still standing today? <laughs> Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken but endures forever. See, when you put your trust in the Lord, you got some, some endurance. You, you, you can go another further. <laughs> you can get a second win. It, I know that don't make sense. But <laughs> cannot be shaken and all too often we let little things shake us in the church stop it's the small foxes that destroy the vine sometimes it ain't even the big stuff that we let get underneath our skin it's the little things that destroy us it cannot be shaken faith strengthens you know this text, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ, which gives me strength, which strengthens me, all things, not some things. That, that thing you don't think you can overcome through faith, through trust in Christ, through trust in God, you can overcome that. You can do it. He strengthens. Not only do he strengthen, but he sharpens. Your faith can grow. If you are where you are at this year, where you were at last year, and have not grown, don't blame that on nobody else. Faith has the ability to increase. Faith grows. Faith becomes more sharpened. But the only way to do this, look at what the text says. We ought always to thank God for you. Brothers, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more, and the love every one of you has for each other is increasing. Your faith grows through love. First Corinthians 10, again, 
um, um, 1 Corinthians 13. Out of all the gifts, he said, he said, faith, hope, and love. He said, but the greatest of these is what? Love. You, you, you can have all the gifts in the world, all the talents. You can, you can sing, you can shout, you can, you, you can serve, you can teach Bible study. But if you ain't got love, he said, it's nothing more than a tingling symbol. Just making noise. Just making noise. Chaos. No harmony. You, you, when, when you don't come in harmony with the word of God, it's just chaos. You can quote it, but if you have no love, it makes your gift ineffective. All right? James one twenty two. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. How, how do you grow your faith? <laughs> how, you got to serve. You got to serve. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. You're deceiving yourself. Is this helping anybody? Uh, come on, come on. Faith is spoken. You have to speak by speak your faith. Faith is spoken. 2 Corinthians 4.13. It is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. I believe, therefore I have spoken. You got to start making a declaration according to God's word. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. I, I can do all things. The enemy comes in like a flood, but, but, but the Lord will lift up a standard against them. You begin to, to speak God's word over your life, over your circumstances, over your troubles. Faith is spoken. He says, therefore I have spoken with that same spirit of what? Faith. Spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. Speak it. That's a new language. That's a foreign language to some people. You know, you know people in the U.S., we, we, um, only about 30% of us know more than one language. We're the only country like that. But some of us, the only language we know is what I want, what I need, can you hook a brother up? <laughs> That's the only language we have. We don't have a faith language. We need to learn the language of faith. And begin to speak according to the word of God. According to the word of God. It's a different language. Hear me on this. It's a different language. Stop speaking your issues. And speak your faith. Not, here it is. It's spoken again. He says, then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, why couldn't we drive it out? You're trying to drive some stuff out. You done went to the counselors. You done went everywhere else. And I, I, I'm not against counseling. I'm going to school to be a counselor. But there are some things talking that uh, counseling can't change. There are some stuff you got to bring to the altar. <laughs> and you got to declare God's word. It says, he replied, because you have so little faith, I tell you, the truth, if you have faith as small, as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here. And there, 
it will move. You can speak to your mountain and tell it to move, and there it'll be moved. Nothing will be impossible for you. I know you're saying, but it's hard. Yes, it's hard, but it's not impossible. Faith succeeds. Faith succeeds. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, why, why, why couldn't we drive out, out the... They, 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 they have had this encounter with a man who has brought their son to them, and they couldn't drive it out. And when they, when they get, when Jesus come off the mountain with Peter, James, and John, they've had the transfiguration. And Peter said, why can't we just stay up on this mountain and stay on this high place and build, build, build a, 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 a temple for you, Jesus, build one for Elijah and build one for Moses because they had showed up in a transfiguration and Jesus didn't even say nothing. They just started walking down. Jesus didn't even have the dialogue with them. And when he got down, the rest of the disciples were arguing about who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom. And they're arguing with the religious leaders and wonder why they couldn't cast out the demon. Because we're arguing over simple stuff and become ineffective. Arguing about who gonna buy the flowers for a funeral. Arguing about should we have a, um, a glass pulpit or a wooden one. Mediocre things in the faith. While this man's son was hurting. Church folks arguing over theological issues where 95% of what matters most they agree upon and they let the 5% separate them. And some folk don't even know that in the faith they become so deep don't know they drowning. Here it is. Faith soothes. Faith heals. Faith heals. And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. God can do it. You got to have faith. You got to have faith. Faith's defense, the shield of faith. The shield was not a small device. Matter of fact, on average, it was four foot by two foot. And it was this oblong, almost a door, the size of a door. And, and they would hold it toward off the darts, the fiery darts that the enemy would sling at them. It would, it would be everything from arrows to spears that the enemy would toss their way. And the shield would become a deflector of the darts that the enemy would throw at them. And there are some darts that the enemy is throwing at the church today. Some fiery darts, darts of doubt, darts of discouragement, darts of delay, that, that begin to take a toll on us, but the shield was wide enough and tall enough that it covered a lot of ground. It could completely cover them. They could hide behind the shield. It, it covers. See, you've been thinking your job covers you. You think your boo covers you. You think, you think it's your finances that covers you, what you have in the bank account. No, those things can't cover you. It's God that's covering you. What, what, what covers me? Not Quincy. 
It doesn't matter how much, how much insurance I have on a vehicle. It, it's God that covers me. See, some of us got full coverage on our vehicles. <laughs> got full coverage on our cars, on every vehicle, even the ones you got paid for. And you got full coverage because we're more concerned about what happens in the event that our stuff gets damaged and how we can restore and recover that than what we can cover in our faith that when our faith is broken, when the enemy is throwing his darts at us, how do I restore my faith? How do I get my footing back? How do I get on level ground? How do I rise above my circumstances? How do I rise up above the pity Things in life, how do I rise above that? You got to make an investment to cover yourself in faith. Full coverage. Full coverage. See, some of us just got liability. You need full coverage. Got coverage on the house. Coverage on the car. Coverage on your life. Your physical but do you have coverage for the spiritual things, the attacks, the assault that the enemy would throw your way? The defense, it covers you completely. It's the first line of defense. Don't, don't let it down. Don't let down your guard. You got to take it up. You can't just drag it around. See, some of us, we, we got the word of God and we just drag it around. We throw it anywhere. We don't pick it up throughout the course of the week. It's just dragging around. Matter of fact, it, it sits where we leave it on Sunday when we get home after church. We go in the house. We throw it on the counter. Some of us use it as a display. Remember those big old Bibles we used to get, King James Version? We would turn it to the picture in the King James Version Bible where Jesus was kneeled down with his hands. In a, in, I don't know where that came from, um, but he was kneeled down praying and they had a halo over his head and you had it on a mantle in your house or you had it on a coffee table and please don't let nobody come and turn it. Jesus was praying right there. <laughs> Some of us have it on our favorite text, our favorite scripture and it became more of decoration than it was a defense in our lives. Cute. Let it drag around and don't pick it up at all. Take it up. Lift it up. How many times are you taking up the word throughout the week? Take it up. You in the bathroom, take it up. <laughs> sit, the, sit the morning newspaper aside and take up the word. Take it up. It becomes a shield, a defense for your life. Don't let down your guard. Deflect the fiery darts that come your way. Listen at this. Here's some of the darts. Doubt. You start asking yourself, did God really say? Say that? Doubt. Can I really trust God? Doubt. Isn't that just um, your interpretation of the word? Quincy, I, I know you said I can overcome all things, that nothing's impossible through Christ Jesus. Are you sure that's not just your interpretation? That's doubt. And that's what happened to Peter while, while Jesus was walking on the water and Jesus is coming toward them. The storm is on the horizon. And Peter says, Lord, if it's you, 
bid me to come. And Jesus says to him, come forth. So he steps out the boat and he's walking on water. And as long as he's looking at Jesus, then the Bible says he saw the wind. You can't see wind. In other words, he was saying he recognized the effects of the wind. And when he took his eyes off of Jesus, he began to sink. And Jesus rescued him, put him in the boat, and says, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? Discouragement. We let get in the way. Satan tells you, you're, you're never going to get any better. <laughs> you, your life won't change, so don't even try. Don't even try. Ain't no need of you even going down to that church. What, what you need to fix in your life, you can do that yourself. Discouragement. Delay. You ask yourself, why is this taking so long? When will my ship ever come in? Delay. So, something you want to happen hasn't happened yet. Faith. Apply your faith. Delay. Difficulty. You ask yourself, why is this so hard? Why is this so hard? Why is this troubling? Why, why is it so hard to make my marriage work? Why is it so hard to get a job? Difficulty. Depression. You tell yourself it's not worth it. You don't even feel like making an effort. Then your desires, your proclivities, the things that you desire in your life. The enemy said, Jesus says, he can extinguish the fiery darts. They would take the shield and drop the shield in a pail of water. And when they would aim the darts at them, the darts would come and land into the shield and it would extinguish because they would dip it in, a, in an agent of tar and, and, and set it on fire. And it would hold the fire for some period of time, but because they had dipped it in the water. See, some of us need to be dipped in the water. The waters of baptism. The Bible says that the word of God acts as a cleansing agent for our lives. Water. It extinguishes the doubt. It extinguishes the discouragement. It extinguishes all the questions that you have about why things are delayed in your life. It extinguishes all those things. The shield covers. But not only do the shield cover, but the shield connects. On the shield, around the shield, it had little grooves in it. Some of y'all have probably seen the movie 300. And in 300, it's a few men, and they're marching forward. They're marching forward toward the enemy. And the arrows begin to come at them, and as they're marching, they find themselves in a turtle formation. What does that mean? Their shields, they will lock them together, and they will fortify themselves round about. And then they will bring the, the, back, the flanks in the back, they will bring them in, and they will have everyone to lift up their shields, and it will shell them in like a turtle. And all the darts would come. There's a story that one man after he came out of battle, had over 200 darts in his shield and still survived. See, see, I know you don't have just one dart that comes your way, but you can survive this. You are more 
than a conqueror. He can extinguish every fiery dart. You remember the story of the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when Nebuchadnezzar wanted them to bow down throughout the course of the day to a 90-foot golden statue of himself. And they, they, in order for them, they, they, the, the, Nebuchadnezzar told them, if they don't bow down, we will put you into the burning flame. You would think to circumvent their circumstance and their demise that they would say, man, you know what? Um, I know we Christians and all, but I'm going to just tell this man whatever he wants. Some of us would have compromised and said, you know what? Uh, I'm going to church on Sunday. They don't know me anyway. And we, we go in the workplace and act any old kind of way, but then we do church on Sunday. So we give in. And he would have them bow down at the sound of music. And music has made some people do some stuff. Today, so raunchy and, and give in even to their faith. And we bow down to what is said over, the, over music. Over the sound of music, we begin to bow down, dropping it like it's hot. We won't drop all the other sin in our lives, but we'll drop everything else. Instead of them circumventing their demise and their fate, these brothers did something unlike ever before. Matter of fact, Nebuchadnezzar turned the heat up seven times greater and marched them to the furnace. And as they, they were standing at the door, he gave them one moment. Do, do you still not want to bow down? And here's, here's their response. They said, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve, the God we serve is able to save us from it. And he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't, they says, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Threw them in the flames. The guy that threw them in, burnt up. Threw them in the flames, threw three men in, and somebody said, there's a fourth person in there. The fourth person was God Almighty, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And the Bible says that they came out through the fire. See, see, some of us are praying, Lord, get me out the fire. But God can carry you through the fire, through the flood, through the flame, through the trouble, through the pain. He can carry you through it because guess what? He'll jump in with you. He'll get right in the fire, right in your trouble, right in your pain, right there with you. And the Bible says they came out and didn't have a sin. See, some of us don't look like what we've been through. Why? Because we've had the shield of faith. And when you have the shield of faith, it stabilizes you, it saves you, it soothes you, it serves you. If you put on up the shield of faith. Somebody ought to give God some praise. You got to put up the shield of faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his love endureth through all generations. I'm so glad today that I serve a God that, that didn't leave me helpless. But he gave me some hope. He gave me some hope. 
And just uh, the other day, I heard this story by Dr. Tony Evans. It was in um, one of our Bible studies where it says that there was this uh, flight that was taking place. As they began to take off and ascend to great heights in the sky, they began to go beyond the clouds, and all of a sudden, they began to settle the plane. I can imagine they took the seatbelt lights off, turned the seatbelt lights off. You, at this time, you can stand up, you can move about in the plane. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, have things ever happened out of nowhere? They enter into a storm. The lightning is flashing and is thundering and roaring, and all of a sudden, the, the, the light came back on. Please, everyone, return to your seats. Put your seatbelts on. We have encountered some turbulence. It's going to be a rough ride from here, and things are shaking, and people are on the plane, and they're afraid. They're terrified for their lives. 30,000 feet in the air, I can understand why they're scared. Because we believe anything go up must come down. So they're terrified, and everybody is turning off their lights, and there's this little boy sitting on the plane with a little light, still doodling on the pages of his book. And the adult turned to him and said, young, young man, are you okay? Aren't you scared? Aren't you terrified? He said, no, I'm, I'm okay. He said, don't you see the thunder? Don't you, see the, don't you feel the thunder? Don't you see the lightning out here? He said, yeah, yeah, I, I understand what's going on around me. He said, but you're, you're okay? I'm, I'm just checking on you. And the boy said, I'm, I'm okay. He said, well, why are you so calm? He said, well, my dad's the pilot. My dad's the pilot. See, and he understand that his dad would do anything to bring him to safety. So, so he was safe and secure. Why? He said, my daddy is flying this plane. See, it doesn't matter what turbulence you encounter in life. You got to remember that my daddy is flying the plane. See, some of us got to get out the cockpit of life and stop flying the plane ourselves and let Jesus 